Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is the podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Matthew. Today is episode 761, looking at Matthew chapter 11, verses 20 to 24. Let's read our passage. Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon on the day of judgment than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until today. But I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. This is the Gospel according to Matthew. Matthew is recounting the ministry of Jesus with the intention of people coming to faith in Jesus. He's writing primarily to a Jewish audience so that they would understand that Jesus is the long-awaited Messiah, the promised one from the Old Testament, the fulfillment of the Old Testament. He's presenting this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry of Jesus. We've seen a couple of extended teaching episodes we call discourses. There's five total in Matthew. We've seen two of them already. We've seen sections on healing. This section here in chapters 11 and 12 are primarily focused on the response of people to Jesus. We've already seen the response of John the Baptist. John had doubts and sent emissaries to go see Jesus. And Jesus sent them back to tell John to report what they heard and what they saw. Then Jesus spoke highly of John the Baptist. He's basically the greatest prophet ever. Then he criticized this generation. Now he's going into more detail of the criticism because of the response of the various people to him. In verse 20 we read, Then he proceeded to denounce the towns where most of his miracles were done because they did not repent. Now, he's specifically speaking of towns, not so much of individual people. Now, when he's denouncing these towns because they did not repent, does that mean every single person? No, but I think he means generally the town. So if he went to a town and a few people responded in faith. Well, that's fine. Those people are now disciples, followers of Jesus. But the town overall has rejected him, has failed to repent. I know this is, these are the towns where most of his miracles were done. So these are the ones that saw the most of what Jesus was doing. And the issue is they did not repent. Now, what's it mean to repent? Greek word that gets translated repentance is metanoia. It literally means to change one's mind. And so if you really change your mind, then that results in a change in behavior also. While the word itself means to change one's mind, it also has the the meaning to turn from sin because you've changed your attitude about sin. And that leads to a change in behavior. Sometimes we abbreviate it, just say that in a way it means turn, to turn from sin, turn from that attitude towards sin. Although it literally means to change one's mind. Change your mind about sin. Key word is change. And so his criticism is because they did not 
change. They did not repent. He goes on in verse 21. Woe to you, Chorazin. Chorazin's a little town, about an hour's walk, two and a half miles north of Capernaum. Now remember, Capernaum is on the northwest shore of the Sea of Galilee. And that was Jesus's primary base of operations when he was in Galilee. Said he had left Nazareth and moved to Capernaum. And we've seen so many of the narrative of Matthew so far take place in Capernaum. And so it's in that area. Corazon's a couple of miles away from Capernaum. And so, woe to you, Corazon. Now, woe means it's just a, a statement of grief or despair. It, you, you guys are in trouble. Trouble with a capital T. And it continues, woe to you, Bethsaida. Now, Bethsaida, some people say there's two Bethsaidas. There's one a little east around the top corner of the Sea of Galilee from Capernaum, maybe three miles away, where the Jordan River empties into the Sea of Galilee. Others say and there's another Bethsaida south of Capernaum. It doesn't matter which. I think it's probably the one on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee. It also is about three miles away from Capernaum. So during the time Jesus was in Galilee doing his Galilean ministry, he probably was at both those places quite a bit because it says he did most of his miracles there in these places. Woe to you, Bethsaida. Woe to you, Chorazon. And he continues, for if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes long ago. Now, Tyre and Sidon, what's that? Those are places he didn't go. Those are Gentile cities. And his point being, had I gone to Gentile cities that I never went to and did the kind of things I went and did in your towns, they would have repented. But you guys being Jewish cities, knowing the Old Testament, being the people of God, I went and did the things I did and you did not repent. And that's the point, is that they, with no background whatsoever in what God has done, the history of God's working with people, they would have repented. But you guys did not. They would have repented in sackcloth and ashes. Now, sackcloth and ashes, that's a, a public token of repentance. Sackcloth is a rough material made from camel hair or goat hair. And something was used to make sacks. So it's a kind of a burlapy material. It's rough. And so you would wear that as a public exclamation of sorrow. If somebody close to you died, we see that sometimes. People in the Old Testament wearing sackcloth or uh, been some great shame or some national disgrace. People wear sackcloth as a public display of humility, of sorrow, even of repentance. Ashes is even worse. Sometimes we see people sit in ashes or put ashes on their head or roll in the ashes. Throughout the Old Testament, we see that all of those take place. So sackcloth and ashes is, is the most extreme form of public display of grief. Saw it in the story of Jonah when Jonah went to Nineveh and proclaimed God's judgment on them. Everyone in the city wore sackcloth and ashes, a sign of public repentance. 
of turning away from their sin and turning humbly toward God. And Jesus' point is, had I gone to a pagan Gentile town and done the kinds of miracles that I did in these Jewish towns, they would have repented like the people of Nineveh did when Jonah proclaimed the word of God to them. But you guys did not. He's pronouncing these woes on them for their failure to repent. In verse 23, And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? So he's dealing with these three towns, Capernaum, Chorazin, and Bethsaida. And they're all within a few miles of each other. And they've been pretty much the area where Jesus has been doing his ministry in Galilee. So Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. For if the miracles that were done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until today. So will you be exalted to heaven? No, you will go down to Hades. Uh, we see several places in the Old Testament this heaven-Hades comparison, the extremes, heaven being the extreme of exaltation, Hades being the extreme of humiliation. Now, some translations say you'll go down to hell. And that's where most modern translations translate Hades as Hades and translate Gehenna as hell. And the word is Hades here. Hades is the best comparison to the Hebrew word Sheol, which basically means grave or the pit. Gehenna is understood to be the place of eternal punishment, what we understand to be hell. But he's using the term, the equivalent of the Hebrew word Sheol, which is the antithesis to heaven in the Old Testament. So is he just talking about extreme humiliation or he's talking about judgment? It, it's hard to say, but he's talking extremes. And, and the point here is, Capernaum, I'm not happy with you. No, you are not being exalted to heaven. You are being cast down into Hades. And the, the, the very language here seems to match Isaiah 14, 15, where he's addressing the, the king of Babylon, king of Babylon being the representative of Babylon in Isaiah 14, 15, he says, but you will be brought down to Sheol into the deepest regions of the pit. And that was in comparison to the Messiah who's lifted up to heaven. And Babylon to the Jews was the epitome of evil. And so that's what's in store for Capernaum. Everybody in Capernaum? No, the city at large. Verse 24, but I tell you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you. I remember the story of Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord came down to Abraham and said, the evil there is great. I'm going to judge these towns. And so the angels went in, rescued Lot and his family, but then destroyed the two towns because Lot was the only righteous man in the two towns. Verse 24, he says, but I tell you, and that's plural because he's speaking to the crowd there, you guys, that it will be more tolerable the land of Sodom on the day of judgment than for you, you singular, meaning Capernaum. So the first you is you, the crowd, plural. The last you is you, the town of Capernaum. So what do we make of this? Is Jesus pronouncing judgment on everybody? No. He's pronouncing judgment as a whole. He's pronouncing judgment. The point here is 
Jesus has been doing this teaching, preaching, and healing ministry in Galilee, teaching, giving instruction primarily to his disciples. Oh, there's generally a crowd standing by listening, preaching, proclaiming to the crowd the coming of the kingdom with the answer of what to do. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. And healing these miracles. And the purpose of the miracles is to show his authority. And that because of that, you can trust what he's saying. He has authority given by God over sickness, to heal sicknesses that are incurable, to raise people from the dead. Authority over nature. All that shows that he is authority from God himself. So you can trust the message he's bringing. And his message is, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is here. And they didn't repent. Some have. He's not talking about the some that have. He's talking about the mass, the most of the people who have not. And the point here is, these are the people, the Jews, who have the Old Testament, who have the Word of God, who know who God is, who have a history of being the people of God. They have failed to repent. And not only that, they're the ones who saw the miracles. And Jesus said, had I gone does those miracles of people who didn't know who God was, they would have repented. And so because you have been shown much, the judgment is going to be more severe on you. Not that Tyre and Sidon, the people there, are not subject to judgment. But those who have been shown a lot, a lot will be required. I noticed it wasn't because of hostility. It wasn't because you have thrown rocks at us and tried to kill us. That'll come later. He says, it's just for my failure to repent. Came with the message of salvation, but you've rejected it. Failed to act. Therefore, you're under all the more severe judgment. We're seeing the various reactions to Jesus. The reaction of John the Baptist, doubt. And the reaction of the people, by and large, is failure to repent. Yeah, they were very interested when Jesus was new and different. But now they, just by and large, the majority of people have said, we don't care. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through Matthew.